You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's up, y'all? We're Grits and Greens. My name is Ryan. This is Jesse. The song is called Lies. Welcome to Porch Talk. Civilized. I'm sick. 
Selfish and senseless, but even the way you do the things you do. I see how your colors now. And I know I gotta go somehow. Things ain't adding up, and now I've had enough. Hi, all done. Hell yeah. <laughs> See ya. That was it. Goodbye. Yeah, I like the little, like gold uh, colored. Um, oh, yeah, the, like, the mic. Grill. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, and the, I guess the uh, diaphragm is also like gold looking. Is That's kind of cool. Yeah, it looks yeah, like it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and turn the light on. Hell yeah. Bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, I gotta take a closer Get in look. there. Check it out. It's <laughs> gold. I, it's gold. We I'm gonna bite gold. onto it, make sure it's real. I, I know a little I know a little bit about that. <laughs> I know a little bit about gold. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that sounded just like the guy that uh well I won't I won't do it in church. <laughs> yeah. No, I won't no, I'll no I'll pull I'll out pull that. I'll pull out pipe. my pipe and I'll bite. <laughs> but uh uh I won't do it in trap. <laughs> Unless, you know, it's been a lot on lines, you know, a lot of cars, and then I'll pull out of that pipe at all. Oh, nice. Well, uh, Jesse, Ryan, thank y'all so much for opening up the home to me. I've been following you for a while. I'm excited to sit down with you today. Uh, Jesse, tell me a little bit about where we're sitting. We're sitting in my living room, and I used to live here, actually, when I was growing up. Uh, when we moved back here uh, for a couple years, we lived here while my parents were building a house out in Naperville, or uh, not in Naperville, that's where I moved from, but um, moved here in about the sixth grade from Chicago and sat at this table a lot and ate a lot of breakfasts and, you know. Here you are. Convened. And here we are back again, yeah. With your own family. Yeah, my old, yeah. My old, my old stomping grounds, yeah. if you will. Yeah, man. That's, when I was sitting outside with a cigarette earlier, I was just train rolling through light traffic you can hear the birds had to be a good little place to grow up yeah it's pretty peaceful i got into a lot of trouble in this backyard here. <laughs> i believe i remember burying a stink bomb and i was wondering to myself the other day if it's still back there <laughs> and i can't find it so it must not be but maybe i just buried it real good yeah, you know? must have you hit it from yourself yeah, just imagine dude 50 years from now someone digs mm -hmm. a little bit in the back and they're what, what is this? It's an artifact. Yeah. <laughs> is this some kind of time capsule? Is that Grandpa? Is, is that, that what y'all meant? Is that a chicken milk stink bomb? That's exactly what it was. Chicken and milk. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> it was gonna be good. <laughs> what? Yeah. Right. Call one, call before you dig, you know. Yeah, what I mean? call. <laughs> yeah get that eight one one out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, Ryan, tell me about it. Where are you from? I'm from Tylertown. Um, that sounds like a metropolis. It's a booming metropolis, mm. man. Huge population, 1,200 if you can believe it. A lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's about an hour west of where we are now in Hattiesburg, Petal area. Uh, my parents lived on like a 99-acre farm, so it was no farm animals, but lots of land. So. Is that how you learned to sing? 
Yeah, my mom was a singer, and she used to sing in the car, and I sang with her a bunch. I actually, she has a real, like, Nora Jones-style voice, uh, very airy and pretty. And the first show I played in Hattiesburg, I opened up for Mr. Tyler Tisdale, actually, before I knew Jesse, before I even knew Tyler. Uh, I was, like, 17, and I opened for him, and he was like, I think you, Tyler told me, I did not know this guy. We had just met, and he was like, I think you got... A different kind of voice in there because I was singing like real airy and soft he was like I feel like you could sing from your stomach and you could like belt I was like all right I'll give it a try so wow. ever since then yeah my style has changed a lot from like how my mom taught me to sing you know and then there's someone that I respect in the, the music community Adam Morgan shout out to you at the Blue Canoe to write to say that I've uh, Bonnie Raitt vibes. Man, that just that tickled something? me pink, man. I love Bonnie Raitt. She's a hero of mine. Well, guys, uh, talked a little bit about Tyler Town and growing up farmlands for you and mm-hmm. this street for you. Um, how would y'all meet? We worked at a restaurant together here in Hattiesburg. Um, Jesse's six years older than me, so I started when I was like a freshman in college. And you, we were, you studied here at USM? Yeah. We were real good friends. When I first started, we were both, like, serving tables at this place right across the street from campus. Shout out to Glory Bound. Um, And uh, we met there, and we were good friends for a while. And uh, then eventually it all all worked out, you know? We got together. We were, like, best friends for a while, but we were both dating other people. And then he told me when I was, like, 19 that... He's going to kill me for saying this on the podcast. And he told me when I was like 19, he was like, I'm going to let you she sow your 18. wild oats. She was 18. I was 18, yeah. He's like, I'm going to let you sow your wild oats for a little while. He's like, but I want to be with you after that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, on. I knew right away, but I was yeah. like, this, I mean, it's just like, this is this not the right time. time. Yeah, I was young and you know? in college. And and I was like, I like this girl a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did, it didn't work, you know, nothing, we didn't date or anything for a while. Like, we were just friends for a long time. And then, both of us kind of got single near around the same time, and it mm-hmm. was like, all right, all let's right. give this a shot. We're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's kind of crazy, dude. When you know, when you know something like that, yeah, from the, yeah. From, the yeah. from out the gate, yeah, out the gate. It was kind of that way for both of us because the first time we officially met, I was working at the host stand, and Jesse walked up to me and he goes, "Does not say who he is. Hello, nothing's my first day." He walks up and he's like, "How old are you?" And I was like, 18. He goes. <laughs> and walks away doesn't say shit to me so I look at the other girl toast and I'm like who the fuck is this guy and she was like that's Jesse you'll, you'll get to know him and I was like okay I just had a crush on her and I was yeah. like she's gonna be so young and I was right and I was like well I can't yeah he was like I'm out of here I'm date an 18 year old person yeah what in the time but yeah it's but. funny I went home to my roommates that night and I was like there's this redheaded guy where I work now and there's something about him i'm like i don't know what it is but we have some sort of connection you know that Mm -hmm. i can't explain so it was pretty much like i think we both knew when we met like i have a future with you you know what i mean it was Mm -hmm. like just a feeling that we both had at that time did y'all did y'all have any idea that it would be music too Mm -mm. not really i was playing music a lot and i knew i've i've known since i was a kid that i 
wanted to go somewhere with my music. Was it was it singing first or like was yes. there was there a guitar at the house or a piano? Yeah, so I took piano lessons when I was a kid, but I was enthralled with the guitar. Um, I thought it was, as everyone does, I thought it was so cool. I was like nine and I was like, this is just the most badass instrument ever. So I like begged my piano teacher, please let me play guitar, please teach me guitar. And she was like, if you practice real hard on your piano, I'll, I'll teach you and she never did. So I finally like conned my mom into letting me quit piano lessons, which looking back, I wish I wouldn't have, but I sang for like two years, like out in my church or like at my school and mm -hmm. stuff. And I got tired of having to have like an accompaniment CD every time. So I was like, I'm gonna teach myself how to play guitar so that I can just be all the music. You know what I mean? Like I could play guitar and sing and mm -hmm. I don't need a CD, I don't need somebody else. So I started playing guitar and I was like 11 and just learned good old three chords and the truth and took it from there, so. Yeah, man, it's crazy like uh, like going back to, I wasn't forced. I wanted, I wanted to play guitar, mm -hmm. but the first guy that uh, my grandma got me to take lessons from and this is right at uh, the, the internet in Kennedy is smaller than Tyler Town. Yeah. And so, like, we were still on dial-up when everybody else was getting high speed. And we're, like, five years behind everybody. Right. And um, we're at the height of if I pulled up a song on Ultimate Guitar I wanted, like, before I went to bed, when I got home from school the next day, it, it might be loaded. <laughs> It'd be about 75% loaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that yeah, kind of thing. No doubt. <laughs> and, uh, like, so I was going to this guy. And uh, he was trying to classically train me. And I remember after a month, I was like, I'm going to quit playing guitar if we keep doing this. Mm -hmm. I want to rock. I don't, give right. a, I, don't yeah. give a, I don't care nothing about this. Right. And, like, looking back now, I, I, I needed it. <laughs> yeah, you should have cared. Yeah, yeah, I'm the yeah. same way with piano, man. Because I just picked the keyboards back up this year, and I'm like, man, I had a chance to be, <laughs> like, a freaking virtuoso. I was in lessons when I was, like, seven, you yeah. know? Like, I could have been crazy on the kids. Yeah, you could but. be like uh, the reels or shorts or whatever of these yeah. these young people. Drummers, piano right. players, yeah. guitar players. Influencers. Little, yeah. little prodigies. And right, I was like, man. You just make me want to quit. I know, yeah. Those yeah. people are... They're better at seven than I will ever be in my, the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say like how, like some musicians, some people I've met that have had a lot of training in life musically have said like oftentimes for guitar or something it's like if you start out in training a lot of times you don't want to do it as right. much as it you would if you were to start just, learning songs or like yeah, yeah start learning songs or just getting into the guitar like that way mm -hmm. but it's kind of like a juxtaposition too because it's like well but then the the people that were trained from the get-go have so much more base knowledge on like musical like theory stuff that you can use to help write songs and yeah. stuff with mm -hmm. so it's kind of uh a tricky little catch-22 it's hard telling that to an eight-year-old yeah like, exactly you, you need your scales and the and as an eight-year-old it's like, like eating veggies man you don't want to right. do that yeah you don't want no to do doubt. that and now that you're older you see the value but you're it's like, like, like cleaning up your room you can't tell me that when you i'm eight yeah. right right it's just the way i yeah. it's the way it is yeah. right but man, I think like you're hitting all over something, Jesse. Is like I remember like just going back to that ultimate guitar thing, and after you you learn a handful of your you know favorite band songs or whatever, and you kind of start to notice a pattern, 
but like without music theory it's kind of hard to connect the exactly. dots and right. that's, the, that's where and the gray area comes into play yeah. and yeah. that's that catch 22 and then you get to maybe playing with somebody that knows a little bit about theory and like learning things you're too. riding in the car and there's a guitar sitting in the back and they grab the guitar and they're able to like pick the song out mm-hmm. while you're riding down the road and you're mm-hmm. like what are you doing and you're <laughs> like, well, I just know theory and I, I heard it yeah right, right. So, oh you're, you're playing by your ear mm-hmm. yeah oh I gotta and then the curiosity sparks yeah then you yeah. gotta try to do the same thing yeah right that's kind of how my journey on guitar was like I started playing when I was like 13 but I wasn't any what made you want to play dude uh, just like being a 13 year old kid who liked, you know, rock music. Was it punk rock? Who were you into? Um, I was really into like, when I was 13, I was really into Jimi Hendrix and Pink Floyd, um, a lot. And I watched a lot of the documentaries in like Echoes and stuff. Who put you on that, man? My mom did. My mom did. She listened to a lot of Pink Floyd and like. Steely Dan, lots of Steely His Dan. His mom is cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. like she it. She listens to good music. Yeah, she does. Um, it's so, like at 13, dude, it's like you were listening to whatever was on MTV. Yeah, and I did that as well, but I like really resonated with the with the classic rock stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And even like, I mean like classic rock of all decades, really, like I like stuff from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, like we were talking about. Limp Biscuit and Corn and Nickelback <laughs> mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, that stuff reminds me of skateboarding. You know, like that's that's a yeah. nostalgic trip for me. You know, when I listen to that stuff, it's like heck yeah. It reminds me of riding on my skateboard, going to the snowball stand. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like that kind of thing. Good and memories. then, but I didn't do guitar. So when I first started learning, it was just me. I had no no one in the family in, in the immediate family that played. My brother played, but he lived in Memphis, so I didn't like learn anything from anybody really. Yeah. And uh, I didn't take it seriously until I was like 25. Mm-hmm. I could play a little around, you know. Some I didn't understand anything until I was about 25, and uh, I started getting in the scene and learning from other people and stuff like that, and care and caring enough. And then we started playing together, um, and I was really bad at that time. So I had to, I was like I felt this need to like you know try to not be just there, you know. And she was like the one that's actually like performing, and I'm just like there, you know. I didn't want to feel that way. Yeah, we we definitely learned a lot from each other, and like, because he kind of came into playing regularly. I'd already been playing solo like really regularly, um, but I mean, I wasn't like any good. I'm like your typical rhythm guitar player, you know what I mean? Like I could just carry the song, so I could sing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we got together, it was like we got married and we moved to Colorado and. We were kind of isolated what? out there. Well, I mean, what led, what led you out of Colorado? So we have some good friends that moved out there, like, maybe a year or two before us. And they we went out there to visit them, like, right before we got engaged. And we both knew that we wanted to get out of Mississippi for a little while, just, like, see another part of the world Absolutely. for a bit, you know? Yeah, we were, like, originally considering Austin. Yeah, we, we really liked yeah. Austin, Texas. Because we um, were playing music together. We just weren't very good. But we thought, you know, that would be a good... Place to get to play. And yeah, we were money. trying to surround ourselves with music so that we could get better and, and be more part of the scene. I think I know where the story is going, but I just want to like do a little foretelling, I guess. Yes, please. Like, I guess this this is just people who were in the Hattiesburg scene before y'all took off to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And it's, it almost reminds me of those stories about, like, Robert Johnson mm-hmm. to where, you know, he got laughed out of the juke joint mm-hmm. and he disappears from town. And then one day he shows back up and he's, like, just a, a killer guitar player. Yeah. And, like, I've heard, like, 
people that knew you then that know you now it's like uh whatever whatever happened while they were you know out in colorado it seemed like they locked themselves in a in a place COVID happened for one COVID happened and we let me tell you we were broke as a joke yeah we couldn't there. hardly we do couldn't anything. do anything we couldn't find jobs so it was like we just kind of harnessed that energy of like being broke and being isolated and, and having a lot of time i was like i remember having so much time on my hands at one point and i was like i'm just gonna like do guitar yeah and try to get better this is my this is my time if i you know I'm, I'm always so busy it's hard to like squeeze in a lot of practice so at that time right. i was like i'm gonna focus really hard and uh that's what i that's what happened during covid and then we came back and it was we were both a lot better the, yeah. after that i felt like we we both when we moved to a new town felt like we had a lot to prove like we wanted to be the musicians that just moved into town that were good you know yeah and so like we when we first started playing in colorado we were practicing a lot mm-hmm. and then when we decided to move back home it it was like totally different there was a lot of people that knew us before that were like whoa y'all are y'all have done some work you know and there were people that didn't know us that it was kind of cool because we got to like come back to a familiar place but also like halfway be the new kids on the block again in our own hometown because we'd been gone long enough mm-hmm. that like there were people that didn't and we were ever so know us. irrelevant right we were we were not yeah. even really a part of the scene like every once in a while i would jump up and we'd both jump up and like play with the midnight revel boys and like i'd sing a song jesse would play a song i mean like we were yeah, I would be real like, casual I would do, musicians. I would flub a lot. Like, they let me up there for like a song, <laughs> and I would just shit the bed. I would do the same it. thing. Yeah. They they used to have me sing uh, "Tell Me Something Good," and uh, man, there was one night I was drinking a lot, and Tyler was like, at the end of the night, he was like, "You want to come sing a song with us?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, I got this." I got up there and I just bombed it, dude. I just bombed it. It was embarrassing. You but, kept your hands in your pockets too the whole uh, cause time because I knew. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is tragic. I was like, what is happening right it's now? Funny. It's tragic. But I do the same. I mean, I could barely, I like, I was like one of those guitar players that could like, I didn't care to learn anything when I was young, except for some, like what I thought was cool, which yeah. is like memorizing guitar solos. But mm-hmm. I had no idea what any of that meant. So I was just playing things that I memorized. So, so you were always kind of drawn to be a lead player? Yeah, kind of was. Because uh, I just thought that it like, sounded so cool. Yeah. Like it is cool, let's be real. Yeah. We, that's something but then we can still agree on. After like some time, and when I got serious about it, I realized how much like you know you have to know how to play chords. I didn't even know how to play chords. Like, yeah. That there was, was like F sharp minor. I remember I just like I'd never played that chord before but when we yeah. got together. And she's yeah. like, well, you got to learn this chord. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> that like, was the yeah. one and only time, let it go down in history, the one and only time I've taught Jesse something on guitar. <laughs> he was like, I don't know how to play this chord. And I was like, I got you, homie. I know how to play this chord. I used to have a really hard time playing chords, like yeah. in general. Just, you know, like remembering like what the next chord was going to be. Like playing a chord progression is like GC. What's the next chord? Yeah. You know, I was really bad. About it was, it. those were really like, um, what's the word? Like, formidable years for us. Like, we, when we were both kind of getting serious about it and like out in Colorado, it was difficult to learn from each other and like be able to be in that situation of constructive criticism from like your partner and just how difficult that can be you know feel like you was kind of like on the killing floor like y'all were y'all were at the y'all were at the point where like 
we're about to finally develop whatever this sound is. Right. Yeah. It was, it was tough, man. There was a lot of times where we would be like practicing and we just both had so much to learn about how to do this. And it's so, it hurts your pride to hear something that you're doing wrong from your romantic partner, you know, and it was difficult for both of us, but we, there were a lot of times where we're like, maybe this isn't for us. Like maybe we shouldn't, you know, married people shouldn't be in a band together, but I feel like we learned a lot. Our time in, our, in Colorado was like very, it built the foundation that I think our marriage rests on because it was just sort of like a crash course on like being married and loving each other and being able to communicate. You know what I mean? And like learning how to do that and learning how to realize that you have the same goal, where, but we were both yeah. working to get better at music. And it's like sometimes reaching those goals is going to be painful for one party or both parties you know what i mean so it's like yeah like those critical moments yeah know? right like hey that's not that's not right right yeah, yeah right. there was a lot of that and a lot of like feeling like you know both of us need to practice more and it's like it's just it was a hard time but now i feel like we're so much better at like talking to each other about stuff and giving constructive criticism while like still maintaining like an encouragement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I have ADHD and it was, I know I learn a lot differently. She does a lot slower on certain things. So at that time it was like, she was learning how to, we were learning how to work together as a musical group and yeah. take you, constructive criticism. And she also is not ADHD at all. So she, yeah. So like my brain just like, couldn't understand how I, I could. Yeah, I couldn't understand like what would stick with him and what would help him remember stuff because right. it was just like two different learning styles, you know. Yeah. Like visual, hmm? visual. Me? Yeah. I'm a visual um, learner for sure. If I see somebody play something, I'm like, I, I see what you're doing. Yeah, I can be. It just depends. It's it, I don't know. What, now I can. I think I just had to, like, practice learning songs for a long time. Yeah, that was a big, like, barrier to entry is, like, for me, like, I had been playing songs so much that, like, if you showed me the chord progression of a simple song, like, just pick any, like, standard cover you may do. I put a spell on you or something like that. I could remember those chords, like, pretty easily. But, like, for him, I could look at the chords once on a song like that where it's just mainly three chords. You're just kind of doing, like, a blues turnaround thing. I could remember that easily, but he would have a hard time with that. And I would... I get him mixed up. Yeah, he would get him mixed up, and I, I would be, like, in my head, I'm like, I don't understand how you don't have this memorized yet. But it's just, like, how... ADHD brains are just Yeah, and I think I didn't you know? even know how chords sounded at the time. Like, right. you know, like, you get to a point and you're like, I think the next chord's going to be this chord, and you can be pretty confident about right. that. Mm -hmm. I just had no ear at the time. I right. think that was a big part of it, too. It was like, I, I couldn't just intuitively say, pretty sure it's going to be D, pretty sure it's going to be C, right. whatever. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, uh, when I first started playing the, the bass, I um, was playing it in the blues band. Mm-hmm. And it was quickly that way because, like, getting confident to where I thought the next chord was going to be, and just go ahead and be on that root note, and then getting ready to do a little, yeah, do a little run, yeah. And uh, yeah, sometimes getting it wrong. But the thing about the blues, like, you can, you don't have to be right. Yeah, you right. get it wrong. If you're yeah. in time, you're pretty good. You're getting yeah. right. Yeah. You're all right. Yeah. Absolutely. Being out of time and being wrong is that's when it's like, oh, yeah. But if you're a wrong note, you'll see some heads time. shaking at you then. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting ugly. Victor Wooten be like, he said that he'd be like, you can play wrong notes. You just gotta play it in time. Yeah, yeah. It'll sound all, it'll sound 
Victor would better. It'll pass. That. It'll pass. Just, <laughs> It'll pass. And in two more notes, you've already gotten through the mistake, and your in your brain forgotten is about it. forgotten. Yeah. You know, it's so fleeting. Yeah, yeah. So you can just recover that real quick. Yeah, man, I see that. I see that happen a lot. Do y'all ever like when you was first getting started out playing, and like you would mess up, almost be like, want to stop the song, go back and make fix the error, mm-hmm. and then get back to it. It's like. Man, you can't do that. You can't be doing that. Move yeah. on. Just Time's keep, gone. Yep. Time's gone. Just keep moving. See it's fleeting. You know, that's something that I have to remind myself. I'll make a mistake even now and be like, it's all good. And like two measures, no one will remember like what happened, you know. And a lot of times, like, I guess you always just equate everyone in the crowd to know just as much about music as you do. And they don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't they know. Like your face gave it away. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like they wouldn't have known. And, and look, since you like grimace, they're like, oh, something must have happened. Yeah. But they it's wouldn't like, have known. I, I saw something with that last one. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, how long would it be like before y'all would begin thinking about the idea of, uh, well, we need drums and a bass player? Um, man, when we were out in Colorado, we were watching a lot of our friends, like Midnight Revel, and all these bands, and our our current drummer and bass player were in a band called the Holly Rogers uh, before they joined Grits and Greens, and this was like during COVID times, um, and the South was really loosening up on the restrictions, mm-hmm. and it was very strict in Colorado. And so we were just kind of watching all of our band friends and like they were still playing shows and they were doing the thing and we had been friends with Midnight Revel for a long time and we kind of started writing music that I felt like had more of a rock and roll flair to it. Like I just kind of kept hearing drums and the songs we were writing because we were writing songs as a duo and for a little while thought that's what we wanted to do, be like the singer-songwriter, like more duo thing, like just play shows like that. But uh I guess I just got the itch, the rock and roll itch. I saw all my friends being in bands, and I was like, this looks so cool. And we moved back to Hattiesburg, partially because of COVID, partially to be closer to our families, um, and partially for the music. We we kind of realized, like, okay, we need drums and bass. Yeah, there's a songs. lot more music down here than there is in Colorado on a local yeah. level. Yeah. Um, locally, like, there's a lot of national acts that come through Colorado, and there's a lot to do in Colorado. Like, yeah outside stuff and that distracts people from the need for a solid live music scene right the local scene is there are some great players out there like our friend joe johnson is out there we have several friends that are in bands shout out to joe johnson if you're listening um all kinds of friends out there but just the 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 scene for like a solid bass player and a solid drummer we just like didn't really know anybody and didn't yeah really, we didn't know anybody that we, yeah. that was another thing and the restrictions were so crazy and it was right. like we were just break kind of breaking into that scene mm-hmm. and it was just and then like COVID shut it all down yeah and so it was like you know and like we knew like all the musicians back home you know yeah. we were more at least you know, uh, like you know what I mean and there's a lot so Colorado is kind of like Colorado that's it there's not a lot of states around there. Right. But, like, here, there's, like, Louisiana, Alabama, Colorado, or Mississippi and Florida, all, like, and there's tons mm-hmm. of music. Like, there's places to play, like, everywhere you look, and there's badass bands everywhere you everywhere look. Everywhere you go, yeah. So, we wanted to be around that, back in that yeah. scene. And there was other reasons, like, COVID was just, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, we didn't really, like, Colorado was so strict, and it was, like, still, like, only four or five months into like the world shutting down so we were like we don't know what's going to happen like we, need to get we don't know how long we could like be stranded out here basically so we were like we need to move home you know so 
It was we started playing together in 2017, and I think our first show as a four piece band was like 2021. So there's like a solid four years <coughs> of us playing just a duo um, before we formed the band. Yeah. So tell me about the, like a little bit about the creative process with the band now, like having those new pieces uh, coming. Is it like one of y'all will have a scratch demo of an idea and then let everybody kind of fill it out, or I, and I'm sure it's different. It's, it yeah. kind of is different every time we it, write it, it a song. It does. It varies. Like some of us, some of the first songs, like the one we we played earlier, um, that was a song that Jesse and I wrote together before the band was even created, and just kind of showed it to the bassist and the drummer and we're like here is the song you know what i mean this is what we want but now like with the songs we're writing it really varies um our bass player jake noble is super creative and he will come like the last couple songs some of the last couple songs we've written he'll come with like a whole idea on the bass you know and i'll have like maybe some lyrics that i have finished that i don't have like a song to yet you know and we'll kind of try to mash those but other times, it's like one of our more recent songs, you wrote like all of it. You wrote the music and the lyrics and just kind of came to us later. And we're like talking about the tomb. Mm-hmm. And you were like, this is the song. And like we all kind of added like some parts to it, like our own flair. But it just kind of depends. I think our process now is like super collaborative. It's we all kind of get a say so on like what happens. There's a song we recently wrote that like everybody contributed to the lyrics. Like, I'm the primary lyricist for us, but everybody contributed on that song, so that was pretty cool. Um, it just kind of varies, man, song to song. When is the song finished? Mm. It usually, it can be quick. Sometimes we can Sometimes write a song quick. in like a afternoon. It depends on how how complicated the song gets. Sometimes like this band can get a little progressive, yeah. like rock sort of like yeah a little progish yeah like jake really like <laughs> jake and uh jackson both we and what we all do we all like kind of like you know we've all got influences from things like rush and yes and mm-hmm. bands like that as well as other all sorts of other influences yeah. influences but that kind of comes up in some of our like jammier songs or just depends we just honestly we're not trying to put like uh a mold for songwriting as far as like we need to write it's like whatever comes out in a way Mm -hmm. if it works if it's if everybody's grooving with it then we'll we'll continue yeah then it works yeah sometimes yeah like you'll know a song is done really soon after you've written it like this is good this is this feels good doesn't feel like it needs anything more yeah but there's other songs we've written and then started playing them and then we play them for like three months and then one of us will be like i'm not really feeling this anymore could we change something or could we do something different, you mm-hmm. know? Sometimes so I think it just kind of, yeah, know. sometimes we revisit them. Sometimes we table them. Sometimes we'll play it for a while and then we're like, eh, maybe not, you know? Sometimes we'll write a song that's like funky or jam, uh, jam jammy and sometimes right. we'll write songs that are like more straightforward rock and roll. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. We're not like, we don't have necessarily a goal in mind as far as like right. how the song is going to sound or what even like John roll uh, place it's going to be per se, right. you know? Yeah. That's fun, too, to have those tables. Like, say you're going to a new town, and then you kind of start seeing the clientele, and you're like, oh, remember that song we put back? We might want to break this bring one out. Yeah, yeah, bring it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that can get good. I like, now we're in a place as a band that we're finally developing a catalog of songs that uh, it, like, allows us certain certain sets, if they're, like, shorter, that we can sort of swap out 
yeah. songs. Pick and choose. Like, we'll play, play this song at this location, but we won't play this song. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. kind of keep it, like, when we go to New Orleans tonight, like, we have some more singer songwritery stuff and probably won't play those at, you know, a midnight show in New Orleans. So, you know what I mean? Like, people are yeah, feeling they're, they're the, on the move. They want to yeah. move. Yeah. So, you it's know. like, we get to pick and choose now, like, what side of us we want to show to crowds which is cool like we've built up a catalog to be able to decide i played with it a little bit last night i've talked to uh to abe about it here on the show see what y'all think is uh like to build a, a roller coaster with rock and roll maybe uh maybe you can or maybe you don't have the room but uh you know if it's a singer songwriter it's it's like life to where there's Fast songs, slow songs, happy songs, sad songs, and then there's mental illness and like whatever else in the mix. But mm-hmm. the entire 45 minutes or however much time I'm spending with you, we're gonna go on a roller coaster, mm-hmm. up and down. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we riding. Yeah. That's how we try to do it too, man. I try to like bring the crowd down, lift them up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I want it to be an experience. All of our shows. Yeah. Is that was that something like? As you were getting into it, you kind of just slowly learned, and you, like one day you look back and you kind of figured it out as like what a greens and grits show is. Yeah, it's uh, it's changed a lot, man. It's we've had we're on our third bass player and our second drummer, and it has we have changed a lot um, over the years, just like getting better, and I think still kind of finding our voice and what our songs are like because. Some of the first songs we ever wrote had like a real heavy bluegrass, like country sort of flair. But now it's like we're entering into a time where it's just mostly rock and roll. That's like all we do, you know. That's very generalized. We do a lot of other subgenres underneath that. But um, our sound has changed a lot just with the different people. Like I think now Lord Willing and the Creek Don't Rise, we found our this two is- final guys. You know, this is our final lineup. Um but yeah, our sound has changed a lot. We like to call it like us and the guys like to call it Grits and Greens 2.0. You know what I mean? Like we're we were in a 1.0 and we were doing certain things, but now we've all grown as instrumentalists and we've grown as writers, you know, and now we have a bass player who's very just super creative, very uh busy on the bass. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's he's a star just all on his own, you know. So it's like it's cool to have a real different like sound than we did maybe a year ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where did the name come from, Curtis and Greens? Um, I Ryan wanted, got the name on that one. I did. <laughs> yeah, I wanted when we were first originally we were Ryan and Jesse in parentheses full band, but it does not ah, really yeah. roll off the tongue that well. <laughs> it's a little bit. Of yeah, problem. I was like thinking to myself like I wouldn't see. I wouldn't go see. I wouldn't see that. Ryan and Jesse full band. If I saw that on a bill, I'd, I'd be, be like, like nah. I'm not going to that show. Nah. That sounds like a shit name. And also, our names you know? are not hard to spell, but they're frequently misspelled. And I was like, this is just going to be a life of people mixing up our it names. It sounded like a you know? kid's band. It did. Ryan and Jesse's fun, fun time. Yeah, it almost sounds like a Wiggles Disney band. show. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's like <laughs> you know the sweet so. life of Ryan and Jesse. We just said uh, <laughs> we need to get out of the that. We had an opportunity to rebrand before it. Like you know, we were like building yeah. a band, so it's like, like we should do something. Right and now. it's funny, our bass player at the time, uh, he moved off and did an internship in Atlanta, so he was unable to keep going with the band. But he. Uh, he was around during the time we were rebranding. We wanted to be a band name. We didn't want to be 
we wanted to take our names out of it. Mm-hmm. We, we wanted a unit, you know, like how you think of Rush or Yes, you know what I mean? You don't, you may think of one person because you like them, but overall you think of them as a unit because that's yeah. their name, you know? And our bass player at the time was like, nah, you guys should keep it your name. Like it's, it's recognizable. People know y'all. And I was like, man, I don't think so. Man, nobody I, know us. I bro. know. I'm like, nobody. We weren't, we were just getting started. So yeah. anyway, I've been writing down, just kind of doing like word association stuff. And I wrote down grits and I kept thinking of shrimp and grits. And cause I really wanted something that kind of honored that were from the South, but I didn't want us to sound like a country band, you know, like I wanted, I wanted to honor where we're from. Um, cause after moving to Colorado, we grew a strong appreciation for the South. Um, but I kept writing down shrimp and grits. I was like, man, I think people are going to think we're a food truck if I, call it shrimp and grits you know and green is my favorite color and I liked the fact that it was an alliteration there's two G's and just kind of wrote it down one day and I was like this sounds pretty cool when it rolls off the tongue and I sent it to like six of my friends and I was like please be brutally honest like is this cool or is it not and everybody was like that's dope like I love it so we stuck with it it does work it does it's it and it's uh when I first started seeing like I don't know, it might have been Greg or I'm not sure who it was. It was a mutual friend who had shared something of y'all's and right when I saw the name I was like click. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's memorable, man. It's yep. it's a good one. That's one thing I've noticed. I think it's the two G's, man. It just rolls off. Something Try explaining good. the name to people in Germany though. They're oh like, man, they were what like, is, What are what you are talking about? And what are greens? Yeah. They don't have any idea. They had no idea. They were like uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were cool. Grits is something kind of grainy that sticks to you, man. It fills yeah. you up, and greens is what you. It's just good. It's, it's just good. good. You gotta good try. Food. You have to Southern try. Food. Yeah. Somebody has to make it right, though, and then you try it with this pepper sauce. Oh, yeah. you gotta do it up. You know. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Otherwise, like, what's the point? Do it bigger. It's don't not do good it, yeah. unless you have 100%. the right things in there. Show of New Orleans tonight. Yeah, what's it like? Uh, what was it like when a place like the Big Easy opened up to y'all? Man, it was cool. The, it the, was cool. It was it was a much more like because I've always heard it's, it's a hard scene to break into. That's, yeah, yeah that's what we had heard as well, and we we really got lucky. We knew somebody that knew the person that books it, and now we're good friends with him, Steve Kelly. Um, but he gave us a shot, and I was like, well, let's see how it goes. And it's a door gig, and so I was like, we're probably not gonna make nothing tonight but it actually was surprisingly a great crowd people were super into it so i was like cool it's like one of our regular spots now i love it down there those door uh deals or something i remember uh the tulip room in ocean springs mm-hmm. they do that that was the first time uh that i had ever played a show like that mm-hmm. and uh I, don't, I think it was like you have one unheard message Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You could either charge a door or you get a percentage of whatever the drink sales mm-hmm. was. Yeah. And we was like, we've never played this town. I don't think charging a door is good. Let's just right. take whatever's off the drinks. And, like, I still believe we got shorted that night. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> is happen, a man. bubble of uh, down here. Like, mm-hmm. in, the, in the south, especially, like, Mississippi, Gulf Coast, Alabama Coast, and Florida, there's guarantees everywhere. There's hardly any door gigs. Yeah. Then you leave, and you're like, oh, damn, i got to sell tickets to the yeah. show I got yeah. in Atlanta? I've never even been to Atlanta. Right. You know? And they're like, yeah, you got to sell tickets. A-hole. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. I don't have sure. any idea how I'm supposed to sell tickets to a place that's like 350 miles away from where I live. Right. And yeah. I've never been to. I, I don't know the people. I don't know. Right. I don't, I don't know, know shit. Anything. I don't even, yeah. I have no idea. Never been. So, yeah, that, that was like when we started stepping out of the region, I, it was a little bit like, oh, Shit. Yeah, a little bit of a. They do shock. things different we're, out here. We're learning every day. I feel like where the band is young and a little green on things sometimes, and it's like first time we ever went to Atlanta, we were like, "Oh, okay, this, this is what it's like." This is yeah, what it's this like. Is what it's gotcha. Like. Yeah. Is that yeah. when like you you began to kind of realize like the importance of building that social media presence? Yes, yeah. man. That that's been a yeah. huge. Jesse helps with like our running ads and stuff, and like ads have changed the game for us, and it's it can be so daunting to like do that on social media but yeah, getting the, the word out is, in that way is like has really helped us a lot we've met a lot tricky. of people that have like seen us through tiktok or seen us through instagram and like didn't know who we were but that we came up as an ad or like a suggested thing and they yeah. were like cool yeah we've gotten lucky with some of the ad stuff that we've been running it's a it's a complicated thing to start but it is once you if you can get um, the right videos and stuff and, mm-hmm. and you see people respond to it and they can be pretty beneficial if you're willing to spend a little money you know right yeah. but it's worth it man because there's there's a lot of our out of town shows people are like I just saw you guys today you popped up on my yeah, thing and that, I decided to come I saw you guys helpful. were playing here yeah. uh, it's pretty helpful I love, so to hear, I love to hear those like those testimonials be like cause right. that's something I always want to know like whether it's uh, you know effective I'm helping a buddy of mine's like restaurant and right. like you know what's working you know like I, right. I like hearing those stories about yeah. like 
how the, how the heck did somebody find you? They're not right. even from here. Or you're not Advertising has like always been like my dad and my granddaddy. My granddaddy owned Western Auto and Pedal, and he was always advertising all the time. And mm-hmm. uh, it's really important for any business, and like music is a business. It, it's not as like you, I was. I wish it wasn't sometimes like right. that. You hate to talk about it like that, but yeah. it, it's your life. But it is, it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's how it is for us. I got a business degree, and I always joke that like I should have gotten a music degree. But it's like really, no. we're we're running a business. I got a minor in entrepreneurship. I'm glad she did Essentially, what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, but so, the product is yourself. Yeah, right. Exactly. We're selling us yeah. and our creative process. So it's like it's yeah. You hate to all creatives hate to think of it like a business but like if you want to live off of this and we all are mm-hmm. full-time musicians grits and greens is our only job it's like well we have to treat it like that you know and it's like i mean with the with the podcast man i've, I've run ads for things and like mm-hmm. i try to do live events and i like to like like the festivals uh i got a singer songwriter night that i'm doing tomorrow night like i like putting on events to like not only like yeah, we're very online. You can listen to the podcast. You can watch some of the videos. We do sketches. We're goofy, mm-hmm. uh, but also like we're all, we're actually we're in the real world too. You mm-hmm. can you right. can interact with us in a real yeah. way. Right. That's good. That's a good yeah. thing to do. Um, yeah, social media is funny, man. We uh, we went viral on TikTok accidentally like last summer, and we had like a hundred followers before we posted the video that went viral, and then like overnight we got like seven thousand followers. It was unbelievable. And this guy, one of our good friends now, found us on TikTok, mm-hmm. and uh, just he's happened. From Daphne. Yeah, he's from Daphne area, and he happened to look at our website. He figured we were like from like the north or something or california and he, or yeah something. or something and he looked at our website and saw that we were playing like three miles from his house oh yeah, so Nancy's. sorry the next day and uh anyway he came to the show and now we're like lifelong friends with him we played a private party at his house like he's very supportive yeah it's like bad as social media can be it can also be equally as good in ways right yeah. it's brought you, us a lot of friends yeah the people we've met through yeah we've, our we've definitely had some deep like actual real life Okay, I benefited from actually from social media. I think like, I've right. had I've had more good experiences than bad, but also like there was a point and COVID changed a lot. I was a lot more online during that time, mm-hmm. but uh, I've, I had to, I had to make a point to where I post on social media, but I'm not on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's the, the key, thing. man. I, I don't. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. You're not scrolling. Scroll, you post, you get out. Yep. Yeah, that's, you get, you that's get in, you get out. Yeah, that has been such a journey for me. Like I was telling you earlier, it's just so difficult to like separate yourself from that and like realize that you can't let this control you. You have to. It's you have to prioritize it, and it's important and can benefit you. But it's like, man. But once you get it off the ground, and you're you've got a schedule right. on how you're going to create content and upload it and add things and all the things mm-hmm. you need to do. You can like get that stuff done and then be like, that's right. done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm moving I can on. move on. Yes. Right. And it's timing too. Like at Instagram, you know, you want to post by like 11, 8. Yeah, yeah I was like, man, hey, it's, yeah, you're, it's, you're really into it. It's yeah, for real. Dude, that's how it is. And right me. now, uh, camping is big. Like, go stand by the woods. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta follow somewhere. the popular hashtags and yeah. shit. We yeah. do all that crap. Like we go yeah. outside, take a, we'll do a video of us playing a little song out in the in the trees. Yeah, we do that. We do it. Yeah, it's it's just it's like a pain, man. But it's it's a th- it's it a thing helps. you gotta do. It, 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 it is. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. 
It's just part of the business. Every business has got... If you wanted to own a restaurant, you'd be doing the same old yeah. crap. You'd be it would posting just be pictures different. of your food yeah. or your yeah. drinks or whatever. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah, and also, like a, it's, and it's a mutual beneficial thing, and, like, it kind of grinds my gears. And I'm not, I'm not going to put anything on blast, but, like, let's say that uh, a bar, restaurant, a business, you know, booked a band to play, and then they fail to... Put a flyer. Got to do that. Kind make of a post. Is like, well, that's probably going to be the last time I interact or try to do something mm-hmm. with you, man. Absolutely, hundred percent. You got to hold. It's up a two-way your street end of the deal. Because yeah. they, if you look, I mean, dude, if they're an established location, they've got probably more followers than any local band that's going to play at that right. place. So your their reach as a venue is greater than yours. So they need to be doing the same amount of promoting that you're doing to your minimal fans, and they're max. They're they're much bigger group right. of patrons and stuff. And if right. they don't go two ways, and it's like, man, that just ain't fair. I didn't it's get not. set up for success at all. Yeah, yeah. I tried. My my, right. I only got so many. But you're limited people, to you know? however many people you can reach, or however many people you can afford to reach right. through an ad. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean? advertising like, is not che- free. No, it's, you know? not, it's free. not free. And especially. Facebook and stuff like I feel like it, the advertisement scheme is absolutely what I just said a scheme like they they know they've created the algorithm in a way where like so if you're a local band or a, a startup company or a restaurant or anything you know you and you post something you reach the fans that you've got currently that like your page and maybe friends of those people may see it yeah. Right. That's it. it. That's if they interact. That's right. if they interact. Yeah. If they are choo- if they choose if to they share like it, it or yeah. share it or comment, right. that's it. And yeah. so you have no, absolutely no potential to reach new people that without like doing some sort of advertisement to people that are not in your fan base. Right. Yeah. So they really got the they got the they got the game. They know what they're doing. What do y'all enjoy in your spare time? Or is it always all right? Let's get back in the lab. Uh. We try to have a good balance. We try to have a good balance, man. Last year we we didn't we never the band never took a weekend off like mm. bar like we had you know like I had a couple of good friends of mine get married so like we had weekends off for that you know but like, they booked us to play the wedding right it's like we played the <laughs> we first day so we did actually yeah. we did uh, shout out to the Dyers oh yeah I mean the Wands the Wands they're the gonna dyers. kill me I'm sorry Curtis I'm sorry dude I, would, I, would. I respect your last yeah. name cut that yeah <laughs> Bleep. yeah um, Curtis Dyer Wand. <laughs> but yeah, we uh last year we didn't take a single weekend off and it really I think like mentally we were all just really worn down yeah, by the end of the year, you know, like we would go on a tour out to Colorado and then it's like, all right, you have two days to unpack your bag and then we're right, right back, back at it, it you right know. And it, I think it started to really wear on us as a band and for us as a married couple, like it was just because you're you're different when you're in a bus with two other guys. You know what I mean? We're more like friends and coworkers who like may get a smooch every once in a while but that's that's the extent of it in mm-hmm. the in the van with two other friends you know so it's this year we really prioritize like taking time off and mm-hmm. like having intentional weekends that we are saying we are not booking shows we're not accepting offers you know we're just going to be off and so it helped uh, a lot it has and like we we're kind of just the crux of working from home is like and working for yourself, it's like, I could be doing stuff for the band at 11 o'clock at night sitting on the couch. But it's like, I had to learn last year that mentally it is better for me to choose a time to do stuff for the band. And when that time slot is over, 
then I'm done and I'm just home mm-hmm. and I enjoy my home life. Oh, that's, you know? that's huge right there, man. That's discipline, you know? It is. And it's, it's taken me got, like a you gotta year. Take, you got to take care of yourself. You got do, to. man. Mental and that's health, what I man. realized last year. Like I was just not doing very well mentally. And it's like, I've got to like be able to turn off grits and greens. And it's like, it's great. We're very blessed because we work the same job. So we're both obsessed with what we're doing, but it's like, you have to, choose to take time off and And balance but then it's like so like we get all right we'll come off a weekend first like day at least we're absolutely no music no grits and greens nothing nothing we're chilling big chilling watching movies in the football season it's football a lot um she loves to cook i like to cook cook. some she does a lot better than me but we like to be outside like yeah just shout out to breakfast by the way thank you thank you yeah no doubt man yeah that stuff was good my pleasure biscuits and gravy Tyler Town girls can cook man that's about all they can do out there man (laughs) ain't nothing else to do so (laughs) but yeah we like to uh you know we the last if you know want to know what we've been doing in our free time the last month is moving all of our stuff decorating yeah it's been crazy it's been a process we're finally nearing the end trying to turn the house into a home Yeah. yeah man got to yeah, so we've been doing a lot of that. We're on the we're on the uh, end of that, and yeah. so yeah. If normally though, it'll be big chilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to play uh, games on my phone sometimes, yep. just just a mindless. Uh, then uh, play with our dogs and yeah, do the say, cooking thing. Dogs, yeah, yeah, eat and watch TV. A Man, lot. about all we do is play music and eat. Yep. That's pretty much all we do. Like when we're at home, that's like. We just cook a bunch. It's fun. We just got a Blackstone, so we'll just be out yeah, there like drinking beers. Yeah, yeah man. So it's, 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 it's nice. It's amazing. You'll have to come back. We'll cook you something. Hey. Yeah. Well, me. The second day, Get we'll... Get my almond brother, Tyler Tisdale. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Your own personal almond brother. Yeah. By the second or third day, we're practicing again. Yeah, I was going to say, we do, We also do, like, spend a lot of time. That's what one, one thing that's great about, like, living together is that we both very much, like want to take the time to practice you know what i mean so we'll be the opposite thing yeah uh, when i was down in mobile um the last yeah the last house that i got before like moving in with my uh then wife was uh living with a bandmate and we're like this is gonna be awesome yeah <laughs> all we're gonna do is play and we're gonna we're gonna be tight yeah we never practiced one time it's, at the house together. It's tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to get motivated. We would we would ride to practice together, and then like when we got to practice, we would practice. But when we got back to the house, we were watching the NBA. Yep, oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, we. It's all a part of like routines that we get into. Like we we started yeah. working out again. Like we used to work out more. Mm-hmm. We started working out again about a month ago, so we've got that in our routine, and we practice. For, like, we get home, and we both have different offices that we can practice in, Yeah, which is great. Cause, yeah, we're, like, completely – I go outside to, like, a separated unit that's not attached yeah, like to the a, house. it's a laundry area. Because it's nice, because, you know, it's hard. Like, if I want to play piano, well, then if he's in the other room, all he's going to hear is the piano, so he can't really practice. So now we're, like, in two – like, on the other end of the yard, so it's like he can – play guitar as loud as he wants and I can sing as loud as I want or play keys you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. I I think this year I've started to try to treat music like a job and less of like a I just play gigs on the weekend and I practice the day before the gigs start it's like now I'm trying to treat it like I'm at work and part of my work is to practice so I try to spend like at least three hours on either vocals guitar keyboard something every day you know and just treat it like I'm at work, you know, all the time. 
but like with days off, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I take my I take my weekends. And it's like well, we're for like a few hours, and then it's like cool, we're done. Let's yeah, do and then some we'll other stuff. Meet back up and yeah. you know hang out. Though it's not like we're like locked in our rooms for like eight hours a day, no. working our fingers to the bone. It's like we just are upkeeping and learning new things. Yeah. Weekly and uh, writing as we go, and yep. not trying to put too much pressure on ourselves in the off time to like. We have to work and focus and do Yeah, all. that's another thing yeah. we've, like, had to learn to do is, like, you know, we both want to push the band forward, but it's, like, I'm guilty of, he tells me all the time, I'm so overly ambitious, and I'm guilty of, like, putting really unre- unrealistic goals on myself and being very disappointed when I can't, mm-hmm. I can't meet those goals, you know? So it's, like... She got, she's gotten more realistic as time Yeah, I've started to be, like, it. okay, this is, like, a reasonable amount, and if it's, like, 7 p.m. and I'm, like, dog-tired, I'm not gonna, like, guilt myself for not going and practicing guitar for a few hours. It's, like, it's good for me to, like, take time off and relaxed good for me to lay on my couch with my dogs and watch tv you Mm. know so it's been a journey to manage all of that Mm -hmm. working for yourself i think being creative and having those creative outlets are important but also it kind of becomes like the dopamine that your brain seems to rely on but like y'all both said you have cooking I mean, mm-hmm. that's a culinary art. That's mm-hmm. another creative outlet. Right. Is there any other kind of outlets that you enjoy, maybe reading or drawing or anything of that nature? Man, not really. I love, uh, like, sports of any kind. So, like, I love to go. Just getting out in the great outdoors? Yeah, man. We both, like, love the outdoors. I love to play basketball. There's, like, several, like, public basketball courts over here. And I will go and wax Jesse's ass every once man. in a while. <laughs> Get her on the so court and she's trouble. Smack down. Man, yeah, she's good. I'm can barely dribble. I can barely. <laughs> I played dribble. basketball in high school and I loved it. Like in a, in a, a different good. world, I would have been a basketball player. Like I'd be. She's not bad. I'm. Yeah. I am very bad. I have very bad fundamentals. I. Yeah. Have, I can just. I'll just go out there and play and have fun. It's fun, man. We get out there play horse and then we're out of shape, so we quit after like twenty minutes. And we're like, well, that's good enough. I like to. Uh, like I used to love reading a lot, but I haven't read a book in a long time. But I do like to like make things like i'm always like wanting to do like a like if in my super free time like we get like weeks off like i want to like i want to like make modifications to my guitar and stuff yeah you're yeah. A, you're a builder he's he yeah. would he we were talking I'm a last tinkerer. night yeah I'm he's a tinkerer tinkering. he loves to tinker love with guitars it. he loves which is fortunate for us he loves to like tinker with cars and stuff yeah, i like to fix things great when you're driving a van that breaks down Mm -hmm. frequently it's like he's fixed fixed, he's fixed basically everything that's ever gone wrong with our van you know yeah i've had two people working on it besides me i had the alternator swapped out once because i was in a pinch yeah we were busy and i had uh the air conditioner fixed i can't i don't do yeah we don't but everything else i mean you've changed out the brake booster you've done water pump you've Mm -hmm. done an alternator before that guy changed whole front end suspension yeah you changed all the tie rods Mm -hmm. all the front end suspension we've done or he's done a lot of stuff i've helped with like one or two she's helped yeah yeah, she's got the small hands she can get up yeah any anytime he's like i can't reach this this screw yeah i'm like i got you she'll get she'll get dirty she's not afraid to get dirty yeah, man, that's uh, that's another thing that's very important. I remember like 
uh, Red Clay Strays, and congratulations to them. For mm-hmm, no getting, doubt. Those big shout out to them. Huge for, fan. They got their tour bus, and mm-hmm. I remember like a lot of just following them for years was like that bus that they had, and like it seemed like every time they were headed out, there was trouble. There was something going on, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they quickly learned how to how to work on it. You got to, man. Got That's to. yeah. It's the only way. We've it's been, been knock on wood. It's been it's been really good for the last like six to eight months. Yeah, like, we've been we've been lucky. We've had some. Some funny stories, man, yeah, with our crazy bus. Stuff. I'll share some if you don't mind. Dude, okay. Sure. <laughs> First one I can think of is we were riding down the Mobile Bay Bridge, coming back from <clears throat> Orange Beach. It's like, I'm driving, and it's like 2.45 in the morning, and we're just trying to get home. You know, we're coming from Orange Beach, heading into Mobile, headed towards Hattiesburg, and um, there is a, there's two double doors on the passenger side of the bus that used to be a wheelchair ramp and now for us our van is completely converted and it is just where we keep all of our gear there's like a loft bed above it where jesse and i sleep and it's a big compartment essentially that we keep all of our gear so you can open the double doors from the outside and uh i'm cruising along i'm thinking everybody's sleeping and all of a sudden i'm driving and i see this light out of the corner of my eye and i hear a lot of wind coming through and dude we're going 70 down the mobile bay bridge bridge and one of those double doors just flew off gone mm. see ya see ya so i there's the light Hinge and all. yeah dude <laughs> I mean, there's the a light thing. that you can see and i'm like i see the light for a She's split gone. second and i'm like surely not surely the door didn't just fly off the guys are screaming they're like stop stop you gotta stop you gotta <laughs> the door flew off jesse's like hank because all of our gear is right there so yeah. we're like oh my god we're gonna lose everything yeah. you know so Jesse is like hanging out of the bus. I'm trying to slow down. It's not easy. It's a big bus. He's hanging out trying to grab shit. And I'm screaming at him because I'm like, no, get back in the bus. I'm like, we can lose the gear. We can't lose you. You know what I mean? I'm screaming at him to get back in. Everybody's screaming. We stopped. But man, we recovered the door. Yeah, we, we it, it was about a mile back. It was. By it the was time gone. we stopped. A truck, like a semi had run over, so the glass oh, yeah. was all busted. And it was bent really bad. It was like a U-shape instead of flat. Yeah. <laughs> and so we... We just wedged that bitch right up in there. We took a hammer and just wedged it. Yeah, it. we shoved it in, got it in, got it home. I took it down, and I had to run it over with my truck and two pieces of plywood. <laughs> And I ran it over like 15 times, and it straightened out pretty damn good. It's on there today, yeah. man. It's on there now. We got the glass yeah. repaired because there's like a now. small window in the top, and we got the glass repaired. But that happened. Also, we have been th- at least two times. This is the craziest thing. You say your last name was MacGyver? McGee. MacGyver? MacGyver. The freaking wheel stuff, like on the we dual, dual, rear, dual rear tires, so it's a dually and the back left driver's side. Studs all completely sheared, sheared off one off. time. The back wheel was just like at an angle, being held on by nothing, and that happened twice. That happened twice. Our tire studs just sheared off. I just right don't off. even know, have an explanation. The fact that we didn't die that. was like truly, I don't know, divine intervention. Because it was just I'm driving along and Jesse's sitting in the co-pilot chair, and I have like one hand on the wheel, and all of a sudden the bus just like jerks and like mm. I didn't move the steering wheel and Jesse's like pull over and so I'm yeah, like okay so we go and we look and the tire like the bus is here and the tire is like yeah, completely like hanging sideways. on by nothing just like completely sideways that's happened two times, two times. And I don't know how but anyway we've been and that's when I learned how to weld yeah, yeah that's when I learned how to get an angle grinder to get the studs back in because they're not too long <laughs> those studs yeah. you go by at the parts are too long to get into the Slots, so yeah. you gotta 
angle grind them off. And I keep an angle grinder in the bus now. I keep all my crap in there. Like jack stands, angle grinders. Oh, yeah. We have have a mini mechanic shop. Oh, freaking. When we go on tour, I've got the air compressor, all the air tools, everything. Because you just don't want to be stranded out there with nothing. No. We've been stranded once. There was last summer we were in Loosedale and uh, about an hour from Hattiesburg. It was late at night. And our fan belt broke. That was bad. And uh, the original owner that we bought it from was like, hey, there's an extra fan belt in here if it ever breaks. So we're like, sweet. When we broke down and we realized it was that, we're like, well, we're good. We got an extra one. It wasn't the right size. And we wrestled with it for like an hour. It's like 3 a.m. Yeah, and it's it crazy. middle of June in hot. Mississippi on the side of the highway. No air, nothing. You know? Yeah, we had no AC. It got hot up in there. And so we just had to like, the the fan didn't work but it's like three in the morning so we can't go anywhere to get a new one so we had to just like sit on the side of the highway and finally a cop rolls up and he's like are you guys good and we were like no if it's a stretch of highway i'm thinking about too it's it's densely or not densely but like sparsely populated and like oh yeah and that time of day dude i remember like making that trek from like you know south alabama i would cut through mississippi and that way just to get further north because you can drive faster in mississippi Mm -hmm. and uh desolate Oh, totally, totally. So we just had to sleep, no AC. We're just locked, just doing the hot car challenge, basically, at like 3 a.m., waiting for uh, an auto parts store to open. So the cop is like, I'll send somebody out. This is like 3 in the morning when we ran into the cop. And he was like, I'll send somebody in the morning at like 8 a.m., and he'll take you to the parts store. So we're like, sweet. Finally, like 10.30 rolls around, and the trooper rolls up. We're like, it's hot. It's June in Mississippi. We're on the side of the road. <coughs> he finally rolls up. We get the wrong fan belt size. Like every, This is like a converted bus, so everything that the computer says should be the right part is not, wrong. You yeah, know? the size of the fan belt was not right. We were stranded out there for like 12 hours. We finally got to a certain point where we were like, we got to call our moms. Like yeah. our, our moms have to bail us out. Jackson called his mom on yeah, this Yeah, our time. drummer called his mom, and she came and helped us out, brought us water, and brought us everything. It was We had to cancel. We had two shows that day, and we had to, to say, cancel like, one. There's and they lost lost money and lost time. Oh, yeah, right. It was bad. So lost so, dignity, man. It was so hot out there. After that, I started carrying like everything that I needed, like anything that I could even think about needing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like anything. Yeah, dude. And you know, you get scheduled, especially you play there. You've kind of built up the fan base. You mm-hmm. had to like, hey guys, uh, totally out of our control, but can't make we, it we physically can't yeah. make it yeah we can't make it that we've been fortunate man that hasn't really happened to us a whole lot we have been late for gigs like there was when the tire stud sheared off we were on our way to a gig and we got there about an hour late but we're lucky that most of the people that came to see us stuck around not without a little lip everybody was like when we walked in they're like i've been waiting on y'all and i'm like well trust me i'm not just living in paradise over here like i'm trying to get to you you know mm-hmm. but uh yeah, we've been fortunate. We haven't missed a whole lot of gigs, but it has happened. We did have one weekend where all six tires blew wow. out in the same two days. Oof. Unbelievable, man. It was, I don't know what happened, but we it got... It was all cheap tires. It was cheap tires, yeah, and we learned a valuable lesson. Yeah, just buy it from Goodyear. Don't yeah. ever buy any tire from Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Pro tip. Lesson learned. Yeah, don't, don't do get it. tires just from Jeff Bezos. Just don't even think about it. He doesn't know don't what he's doing. Don't even think about it. Well, I had, I had a theory before we got going about uh, trombone players, and mm-hmm. I, I think Jesse kind of helps confirm it. We have yet another 
trombonist who has gone on to do wonderful things. No, I don't. I don't play anymore. But yeah, I did play in the uh, middle school band. I, so played I was telling y'all like Kerry Hudson. He was yeah. trombone yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, I never knew that. And, and he moved on, kind of very similar to that. I, yeah. That's what I played back in band in high school. Yeah, right. yeah. moved on. It's I was funny, in the band man. in high school. I was on the drum line though. Um, yeah, she played the tenors. Yeah, oh, that's good. Tenor drums. Yeah. yeah, it was fun, man. I didn't join until my junior year, but. I had so much fun, man. It was I, fun. So my high school, South Lamar, is Millport and Kennedy combined. Uh-huh. And the time from when I was in seventh grade all the way up to well after I was gone, we didn't even have enough people that was interested in having a band, so we didn't even have a band. Mm, man. It wasn't even an option. That sucks, man. Band <laughs> is fun. I was a total band nerd my last two years. It was fun. I'd never done it, but I had a lot of friends. Would you would do band it. and basketball? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. My mom made me qu- I ended up quitting softball. I played softball. I was actually doing track and field, softball, and basketball, and then I joined the band. My mom was like, nah, like, pick pick two of them, or yeah, pick three of them, you know, but, like, you can't do everything. So I ended up doing the drum line. They just needed, we only had one tenor player at our high school, and he was graduating that year. And my whole school knew that I played guitar, and my band director, like, I knew him because some of my best friends were in band, but he just approached me one day and was like, would you want to play tenor drums? I was like, I have never played drums before. And he was like, I can teach you how to read the music, mm-hmm. and you can try out. He's like, you have to try out? He was like, but I, I want to have you. He's like, it's more of a formality thing. So I tried out, and I got it, man, and it was really fun. I had so much fun. Those drums were heavy as hell, but it was so much fun. i tell you, one of the wildest memories I had, man, like looking back at like high school bands. So our rival school, Vernon, uh, we were playing. It was their halftime show. And, uh, man, I just hear an electric guitar. And at this time, dude, it's it even felt like, musicians from like these rival towns were even like just pissed at each other for no reason i heard someone like wailing out like a Jimi hendrix style national anthem and i was like that's trevor mckay and i looked down on the field he's like playing with his teeth and i was like son of that's a, cool son of a bitch yeah. that's cool my my high school band never had a guitar player or anything it was just the old standard <laughs> mine did i was jealous yeah i couldn't play like that guy though always seemed cool yeah, yeah. we He's were more traditional yeah, that dude was sick yeah. yeah props he had a band i don't know if they're still touring now or what but they were called the hobo hippies nice, nice. that's cool they were connected with uh north north, north mississippi all-stars for a time i don't know that's whatever cool. happened to it yeah best of luck to them if they're out there or happy birthday in heaven, however that works. Yeah, <laughs> however that works. Uh, well, I got, thank y'all for the time. I got three more questions and we'll walk it out of the door. Cool. Uh, question one is of uh, the socials, websites, how can people get involved with y'all? Like uh, following on Spotify, like tell us everything. What's, what do y'all need? So we're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Spotify, all the things we've got. Uh, give us a follow. It's all at Grits and Greens Band, um, and you can check out our website as well, gritsandgreensband.com. We got some cool merch. That's what I was about to say. I, I saw the merchandise yeah. got uh, restocked. It did. Yep, we yeah, sure we're about did. to go to after we do this. We're going to pick up some yep. baseball tees. We're dropping yeah. down. Yeah, man, I can't. got you. But yeah, we got lots of cool merch. Check us out on Spotify. Go ahead and follow us because we got an album coming out in the spring. Um, oh, tell us where'd you record? So you do we, it yourself, studio? What'd you do? We, we went to Dalman Sound Studios in New Orleans. That's yeah. um, 
the dudes from uh, Flow Tribe, the band. If you're familiar with Flow Tribe, they're a funky band out of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Uh, Super fun. Yep. Uh, John Michael Gurley uh, and Scott Sibley uh, is the engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Michael Gurley? Early? Early. What? He's going <laughs> to be John so mad. I've messed up so many people's names today. John Y'all. Michael Early is Early. his name. I was like, Gurley. John Michael Early. J.M., sorry, bud. He'll be, he'll forgive me. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we go down there and record in New Orleans. Uh, at least we've done all the releases that we've done now. Yeah. Um, are from there. And five oh, of the songs are available. Good work, then. Huh? It's good work. Yeah. It sounds good. Oh, yeah. He does oh, a good... Wow. They do a good job there. They um, do, man. Yeah, I like that studio. They do digital, or is it... They do by tapes, or is it kind of... They have um, analog consoles that they record through to digital. Yeah, yeah to digital. Yeah. They use, like, a digital... Uh, Interface. He uses, yeah. like, Pro Tools, but he has... Yeah. Like I said, like a... Cl- uh, it's a Trident. Yes, Trident. Um, I can't remember. Trident is the manufacturer of the mixing console that he uses and he's got some other analog stuff that that goes to the digital so it's good i have found like i guess i've become that audiophile in such a way that i can tell like oh they're still doing it analog that's still yeah. that's still legit it's that classic sound man. yeah it's cla- mm-hmm. there's there's no way around it and you just know it when you hear it yeah like it's different digital is cool you can get a lot done but like you can tell when oh those drums were quantized right yeah. right yeah yeah, and it's it's good when you uh, it, it's a it's a good they do a good blend of the two. You get the preamps that are analog, and then the digital uh, ability to work with it. You know, right? Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, the good. album will be coming out in the spring. We've released. Uh, Is it uh, self-titled or what's the name of it? I think it's gonna be yeah, self-titled. I think it's gonna be yeah, self-titled. Yeah, we have not quite one. gotten there yet. Um, we're finishing up like the final masters. And I think that is what we all decided, is that it'll just be self-titled at first. Um, this album was recorded over, like, two years, because we, when we first, the band first got started, we released our first single in, uh, when was Fleas? In 2021 or 2022? I think it was 2022. Yeah. yeah, I think it was 22. But anyway, we recorded this over two years, and we've had some lineup changes kind of in the middle, and when we first started recording songs, we really weren't prioritizing an album we just wanted to get music out for people to see what we're about so this album is sort of like a piecemeal of like how we kind of got started you know what i mean like grits and greens as a whole where we came from it'll be eight songs uh five of them are currently released right now you can check them out as singles um you can check it out on spotify itunes youtube we've got yeah, music videos band camp and buy it, you yeah. Slash it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah buy some that'd be cool but yeah, so that's coming out in the spring. You'll be that able to purchase too, it on you know, vinyl. Like just having those singles, I can't tell you like how many like just making code calls trying to get gigs in different places, right. and they're asking and be like, "Well, tell me about your social media following, or how many followers do you have on Spotify?" And if you don't have that, they're not even interested. No, like, yeah, dude, that don't correlate to real world. But I mean, I, I guess I get it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's that's the worst part about it, man. It's like having to juggle that. It's like. So, Same with the social media, it's just so much, you know. So help a buddy out. Go to the website. Get a get a t-shirt. Get a pencil sharpener. I heard y'all got some of those. Mm-hmm. We do have. <laughs> we pencil do have sharpeners. pencil sharpeners. Get them pencil sharp. Yeah, basil. You gotta stay sharp, man. Oregano and basil grinders yes. for sure, and uh, some lighters. That some tobacco. Yeah, that tobacco you can lighters. Put your tobacco in. Yep. Uh, question two is uh, moved out to Colorado for a time. Get out there in the mountains. 
of if y'all if you were like planning your next vacation and like you could go anywhere, where would you go? Where do you think, Ben? There's two things that we both have found that we really like. One is cruises and resort things like that. Yes, love it. And the other is uh, taking like a serious camping expedition. Yes, we did, we spent like two weeks right before we moved home from Colorado. We moved before we moved back to Hattiesburg. We took a two week road trip through Utah and with our dogs and, and a little Arizona. Yeah, and a, a little of Arizona. Yeah, and Colorado. And uh, it was so fun, man. Two weeks just just camping, and like every five days we'd get a hotel room so we could like shower and get supplies and stuff. But we were like roughing it. We had our truck built out we had a nissan frontier and we had like the truck built out with like a camper shell and like a bed in there and stuff and like a canopy that went over and it was so fun man we saw all the national parks in utah took like a long trip just kind of lollygagged and swam around in some rivers with our dogs that was really fun we'd love to do something like that again like have that amount of time off again to like just take a a crazy Long road trip, road trip yeah, with our dogs. With the dogs. Yeah. And then the other side of that is we discovered how much we like the uh, super chilling, uh, you know, cru- like the cruises and the resort stuff. Yes. Man, that is a vacation. That's yeah, a we just pampered went, experience. Oh, man. We know? just went on both of our first cruise. Uh, we played on the cruise. So we got our rooms were comped. They were a part of it. Um, nothing else was like the drinks weren't taken care of or anything, but... Man, first time cruiser, and it won't be my last. It was so fun, man. Big chilling, big chilling, big drinking eating. all day. Big it eating. was big eating. There was yeah. one day that there was a five day cruise, and one of the days, like by the fourth day, their fourth day, I did not eat because I was so full from all the food that I had eaten. There's food twenty four seven. That's just all you're doing. Yeah, you know? and I was like, I just I don't need to eat. I had pain in my side. <laughs> My Your body's like, like, yo, yeah, man, dude, I'm good. There's no more room. <laughs> cool events. Yeah, have a yeah. Mai Tai or something. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, man, it was fun. All right, and last question is, uh, what was your favorite part about the conversation? Um, <coughs> I loved it all, man. I love talking about, like, the history of the band. Um, I like talking about, like, how far we've come and like how much things have changed from like our duo times um always nice when we're talking to somebody like you too it's like chill and very you know inviting yeah i like talking about the behind the scenes part of music I do too, yeah you know? we, yeah that's and that's what i'm into you know yeah. this has been a great example of that like for anyone you know who and y'all shared a lot like a lot of problems that happened that people may not think about or may not have encountered and be like this might be like a word to the wise it might, right. it might be able to help them right absolutely yeah. yeah we don't know like everything we're still we're just figuring things out as we go yeah. but it's it is a, a lot about trying things and maybe not giving up when they don't work out for a while and but right. but also sometimes being like this is not working i need to move on and then really like we watched <coughs> you know tons of our peers and learned a lot from those people. We have, you know? yeah. We've learned a lot from our musician friends and kind of taken, like, watched, like, what worked for them and what didn't, you know? I think that's, like, key to having a successful band is, like, always watch everybody else. Always be You know, because, like, you could learn something that, if somebody's doing something that turns out to be effective, it's like, well, you can take a number out of their book. And right. if they're doing something that seemed to blow up on them, it's like, well, we're not going to do that then. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you can mm-hmm. just learn a lot from, like, other musicians, you know? 
and what they're doing and what's working and what's not. Yeah. Ryan, thank y'all so much for the hospitality, mm-hmm. for, uh, yes, for breakfast, no and, problem, uh, for the conversation and music. Thanks for coming. Yeah. We've had a good Enjoyed time. Say what the name of the song is and all that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> should I say we're getting greens again, or should uh, I just say? Just. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's up, y'all? We're getting greens. My name is Ryan. This is Jesse. This song is called "The Fall." Hope y'all enjoy.
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That sounded good. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.